Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. I am reading some excerpts from uh, a book by Watchman Nee called The Messenger of the Cross. May have done it before, probably will do it again. But I'm revisiting it because one of the assignment goals of Nancy McCrady Ministries is to reproduce as many messengers of the cross. And to do that, of course, I can only do that which depends on me. And then others have to decide that they want to join in and do the same and to be a messenger. So I'm just simply reading some excerpts with comments here and there. And uh, so I encourage you to take hold of this because as we read Galatians, as in all of the episodes here on Tent Talk, We want to be those who go with him ourselves, that we enter in for ourselves, as Jesus said in Luke 11.52 in the Amplified Classic, and then we want to be a big open door for others to get to him. So here we go, my friends. Thanks for being on the podcast of Nancy McCready Ministries, Tent Talk. Now in this episode, as I continue reading chapter one from Watchman Nee's The Messenger of the Cross, I am simply going to read this next section. It is so full. And then you'll have time and opportunity to be able to chew on it and digest it and think about it over the weekend. And then possibly then in the following episode, then we might be able to make some comments Uh, But we will see. Uh, So here we are uh, as we continue reading chapter 1. And this section is simply called Life. We cannot give what we do not have. If all we have is thought, we can only give thought. If in our life we do not have the experience of co-death with Christ to overcome sin and self, nor the experience of taking up the cross to follow the Lord and suffer with Him, and if our knowledge of the word of the cross is obtained through people's pens and mouths, but we have not experienced it ourselves, then it is certain we cannot impart life. All we can do is instill the idea of the life of the cross in people's minds. Only when we ourselves are transformed by the cross and have received its spirit as well as its life are we able to impart the cross to other people. The cross ought to do its deeper work in our lives daily that we may have real experiences of the victory as well as the sufferings of the cross. Then, as we proclaim it, Our life will spontaneously be diffused in our words, and the Holy Spirit can flow out His life through our life to water the parched lives of the audience. Man's thought, word, eloquence, and argument can only stir up the human soul, since these reach to the solical part of man. They merely excite man's emotion, mind, and will. Life, however, may reach man's spirit. And all the works of the Holy Spirit are done in our spirit, that is, in our inward man. Look at this in Romans 8.16 and Ephesians 3.16. 
As we in our spiritual experience let flow our life in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will send forth His life to the spirits of others and cause them to receive either regenerated life or the life more abundant. How vain it is if we try to save sinners or build up saints by using psychology, eloquence, and theory. Although judging by outward appearance what we say may be quite attractive, we know the Holy Spirit is not working with us. If the Holy Spirit is not working with His authority and power behind the words we speak, the hearers will undergo no change in their lives. Though they may sometimes make up their mind or strongly determine in their will, all these are merely excitement in the soul. Because there is no life behind our words, there is no power to cause others to receive what we do not possess. Having life is having power. Unless we allow the Holy Spirit to flow out of our life to reach the Spirit in man, people cannot receive the life of the Holy Spirit and can have no power to practice what we have preached. What we seek for is therefore not the persuasiveness of words, but the life and power of the Holy Spirit. The life which we mention here refers to the Word of God, which we experience in our walk or the message which we have experienced before proclaiming it. The life of the cross is the life of the Lord Jesus. We must know our message in experience. The teaching which we know is solely a teaching until we allow it to work in our lives so that the teaching we know becomes a part of our experience and an integral element in our daily walk. Then the teaching is not mere doctrine, but is the very stuff of our life. Just as the food we have eaten has become flesh of our flesh and bone of our bones. We become a living teaching and a living word. And what we preach is no longer simply an idea which we know, but is our real life. This is the meaning of being doers of the word according to the biblical sense. We often misunderstand the word do. We take it to mean that after we have heard and known the word of God, we must try our best to do what we have heard and known. But this is not the meaning of do in the Bible. True, we need to will to do what we have heard. Yet the do of the scriptures is not the doing with our own strength. It is instead allowing the Holy Spirit to live out through us the word of the Lord which we know. It is a kind of life, not just a kind of works. And in having the life, we will quite naturally have the works. But to produce a few works cannot be deemed fulfilling the do of the Bible. We ought to exercise our will to cooperate in life with the Holy Spirit so that we may live out what we know, thus imparting life to other people. By looking at the Lord Jesus, we shall learn the lesson. Even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth may in him have eternal life. John three fourteen fifteen. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto myself. But this he said, signifying by what manner of death he should die. John twelve thirty two and 33. The Lord Jesus must be crucified before he could draw all men to himself to receive spiritual life. He himself must die first, having the experience of the cross working in him both within and without, so that he becomes in reality a crucified one, and thus will he have the power to draw all men to himself. 
Now, no disciple can be higher than his master. If our Lord must himself be lifted up and crucified in order for all men to be drawn to him, ought not we who lift up the uplifted Christ also be lifted up and crucified so as to draw men to him? The Lord Jesus was lifted up on the cross for the sake of giving spiritual life to men. Likewise, if we desire to cause people to have spiritual life, we too must be lifted up on the cross so that the Holy Spirit may flow out his life through us as well. Since the source of life is from the cross, must not the channels of life also give life via the cross? So you can see why I'm not adding any comment to that today. My friends, be provoked, be encouraged, and I pray that you will meditate upon what he is saying to us today. All right, until next time. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.